0: Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the Fantasy Baseball Hour with Alan Melkyard. Hey there, everybody! Happy Friday to you. Always glad to uh, to get to Friday. Uh, thank you so much for being here and tuning in to the Fantasy Baseball Hour. I'm your host Al Melchior, and as uh, so I'm prone to do on Fridays, I'm going to take a look ahead to, to next week. However, one thing I'm not going to do today—I did not solicit your Twitter questions because I saw that it was a later first pitch. Uh, I believe a seven o'clock Eastern first pitch on uh, on Monday. So uh, I'll take your questions uh, on Monday. But also uh, be aware that. Um, Next week is going to be a start of a new schedule. I I discussed this earlier on the show, uh, but um, it's worth reminding you because this is going to be the last show for a while here on FNTSY uh, Sports Radio Network as a live show. So starting on Monday, I'm going to podcast only. uh, So that uh, podcast should be uh, out for you well in advance of your uh, Monday lineup block. But, uh, yeah, starting Monday, it's going to be on demand only uh, up until uh, actually Super Bowl time next year. So for the remainder of this calendar year, uh, I'm going to podcast only on the Fantasy Baseball Hour. The schedule is also changing. So uh, I've been here five days a week all season going back to February. Been here uh, five days a week. Uh, I'm going down starting next week on the, again, podcast only version of the show going down to Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So I'll be here on Fridays to do this. Look ahead to the next week. I'll be here on Mondays to uh, recap the weekend action and uh, deal with any sort of last minute stuff before first pitch, particularly if it's a later first pitch and uh, Wednesdays to just kind of catch up with everything that's going on during the week. So again, Uh, One last time, just to mention, podcast only starting next week through the end of the calendar year and going on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. So uh, thank you so much for sticking with me all season long so far. And I promise it's going to be worth your while uh, for the the final weeks of the season. So uh, for today's show, very excited to have back on the show for the first time in a while uh, from Rotographs and uh, a few other places as well. Jeff Zimmerman. And uh, not even realizing and not intentionally making this back-to-back guests with Zs. So uh, I had Fred Zicky on Thursday, Jeff Zimmerman here on Friday. And uh, Jeff's doing a really, really cool thing at Rotographs. He does a lot of cool things at Rotographs. Uh, but um, he's been doing a uh, fab analysis where he looks at ownership rates, And then uh, using a model, figures out how much you should actually bid. So it's a fantastic resource. And so before you go to your FAB bidding this weekend, definitely make sure you stick around. Listen to my segment with Jeff a little bit later on because he can explain how that's going to work to, you know, uh, estimate uh, how much you should spend in FAB. Really, really great stuff. Uh, Another great thing from Jeff Zimmerman. Uh, and uh, looking ahead at two-star pitchers a little bit later on. So I am here to get you ready for next week. Uh, But one of the things uh, that you should consider, not just for next week, you know you're not going to start Trevor Bauer. He was placed on the 10-day DL with a uh, fractured fibula. But there's been an update in the Cleveland Plain dealer that there's a possibility he could actually miss the rest of the season and maybe part or all of the postseason. So, you know, I think it's worth thinking about, do you drop Trevor Bauer? And I mean, my inclination would be pretty much in any format. You do not drop Trevor Bauer because until you see a report that says he is definitely out for the season, you do not want to risk uh, missing out on him. I think even if even if it's just the last week of the season. Uh, You know, maybe then, okay, because if he's just making one start in the last week of the season, it's probably short. It's probably like a tune up for the postseason. But so maybe that's the one exception, right? If if there's a report saying he's definitely not coming back any earlier uh, than the final week of the season, then, yeah, you probably can drop Trevor Bauer. But I'd say anything short of that, you want to hang on to him because he could be somebody that makes a difference for you, maybe in a finals week or a semifinals week or, uh, you know, makes a start in the last two weeks, that uh, pushes you over over the top or at least you know gets you a little higher in the standings. So, yeah, I would not recommend dro- dropping Trevor Bauer right now. And like I said, barring anything uh, like a report that says that he's out for the whole season or out up until the final week of the season, I think he, he, you make it a priority to stash him. And it's a hard call right now because uh, a lot of people are stashing a lot of injured players. The good thing is that there are several players that, uh, you know, should come back pretty soon. One of them, by the way, Bowers' teammate, Edwin Encarnacion. Uh, he just recently went on the DL with a hand contusion. Again, pretty minor injury, but according to the Cleveland Plain Dealer, Encarnacion is expected to make it a minimum stay and return in time for next Tuesday. So next week, barring any setbacks or any further uh, updates to that report, you should be starting Edwin and Encarnacion. Uh, unfortunately, uh, well, I guess I was gonna say, unfortunately, actually something positive here about Leonis Martin, who, uh, it turns out was dealing with a, a life threatening bacterial infection. So he was out and the initial reports within the first 24 hours or so is just that he was having some, some intestinal issues. It turned out to be extremely serious, uh, and, and something that, uh, nearly cost him his life. So the good news for Martin is that he is showing progress in recovering. Uh, so that's fantastic news, actually, for Leonis Martín. Uh, but we should not expect him to be playing baseball again this season. So he's, he's got a, a recovery ahead of him. Uh, Joey Votto was placed on the DL uh, earlier on Friday. Sort of a, a strange move, one that I didn't expect to see because he was day to day for quite a while and then, you know, came back. But then you know, missed some time. And so I guess the Reds just decided to go ahead and, and give Votto the time off. So backdated to Thursday. He is on the 10-day DL with his leg contusion. So, yeah, Votto is somebody obviously here, you know, he should be back soon. So uh, definitely uh, stash him on the DL or even a bench spot for just a week. Steven Strasburg looks like you're going to be able to activate him off the DL next week. He's scheduled to throw a bullpen session on Saturday. And according to Masson, if that session goes well, feels good afterwards, he will probably start on Tuesday against the Phillies. And that also should line Strasburg up for a two-start week, uh, unless maybe they you know, keep Tommy Malone in the rotation, which I wouldn't expect. Or actually, Tuesday's start right now would be Jeremy Hellickson's start. I would think they'd keep him in the rotation. But I, as of right now, tentatively, it looks like Strasburg's going to make that start tentatively lining up for two starts. But again, there's a a few moving pieces there. So uh, we'll have to check back in on that on Monday. Brandon Nimmo uh, had to leave uh, the Mets game on Thursday after being hit in the hand and he had x-rays on his left index finger and they came back negative. So very good news for uh, Brandon Nimmo. And uh, there are a few lineups out but I don't believe the Mets are one of them. So I don't see a Mets line. Nope, there is no Mets lineup. That's actually the the first game tonight. That's a 6.05 Eastern time start against the Phillies at Citizens Bank Park. We do have a Phillies lineup, but no Mets lineup yet, so we can see if uh, Nimmo is back. I would have to assume, or at least right now, uh, you probably need to leave him out of your daily lineup, but I'll check back in. I'm sure we'll have a lineup before the end of the show. Some good news on Chris Bryant, uh, who's been out with a shoulder injury. He could be back by the end of this month. So we're talking about now, within the next two weeks, uh, possibility that Chris Bryant could be back with the Cubs, uh, according to the Chicago Sun-Times. And according to the Boston Herald, Eduardo Rodriguez is scheduled to make a rehab start with AA Portland on Monday and might just need to make one more start after that. So best-case scenario for uh, Eduardo Rodriguez is that he could be back last week of August, and the very good news uh, that could be coupled with that is that he would be coming back in the rotation, not going to the bullpen. So we might not be far at all away uh, from being able to use Eduardo Rodriguez in our fantasy rotations. According to MLB.com, Darvish is scheduled to make a rehab start on Sunday. However, no word as of yet as to where that start is going to be or at what level. And uh, over on the other side of town, uh, Wellington Castillo uh, working his way back uh, from his suspension, uh, PED suspension, and uh, actually would be eligible to return next Thursday, so a little less than a week away. And he has just started a rehab assignment with AAA Charlotte. So uh, not going to be able to start Castillo uh, next week. I mean, I suppose, you know, depending if it's a very deep league, I guess he might get a couple of starts at catcher, but in all likelihood, uh, you will be benching Castillo for another week, stashing him for another week, and then uh, using him the following week. The Orioles have placed Adam Jones on the bereavement list and activated Craig Gentry. 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 It's not usually a hard one to pronounce. And activated Craig Gentry from the disabled list. Adrian Beltre, this is kind of an uh, interesting uh, and a little bit uh, bittersweet piece in the in the Star Telegram, uh, Fort Worth Star Telegram. Adrian Beltre has been out with a hamstring injury. He was out again on Thursday, and he told the Star Telegram that because this is his third go-round with a hamstring injury this season, he is starting to think about possibly retiring after this season. So it sounds like he's just in the the thinking about it stage. Uh, it's not like you know, two days ago we had uh, Brandon McCarthy announced that he was retiring. On uh, Thursday's show, Victor Marstina says he's probably retiring after this season. So uh, maybe uh, this is uh, you know something that's coming in threes here with Adrian Beltre. Uh, but again, just uh, speculating, basically speculating on his own retirement. So uh, that's obviously uh, one to watch in the next few weeks. And in some other Rangers news, they activated Nomar Mazzara on Thursday uh, from his DL stint for his thumb injury. Came back and hit a home run. It's so always good to see that coming right off of the DL. We've got a couple of suspensions that we were very much, I think, expecting. Uh, Jose Arreña's suspension uh, for uh, throwing at Ronald Acuna earlier this week it is six games, so he's only going to miss one start. I already uh, talked on Thursday's show about uh, my feelings about that situation, so probably no surprise that I think that th- that's a very light suspension for Arreña. Uh, and Yasiel Puig has been suspended two games uh, for uh, his uh, scuffle with uh, Nick Hundley uh, several days back. So two-game suspension for uh, for Yasiel Puig. So uh, we've got uh, a few more bullpen situations to check in on. It was sort of an interesting night, even for a, for a relatively small slate. Some interesting goings on uh, in the bullpen, the bullpen area. So uh, get to that in a moment here. But uh, do want to tell you that DailyRoto.com is putting more than $25,000 on the line for its subscribers this NFL season, entering paid contests on FanDuel. And they're also bringing you along for the free roll. So have the chance to win big this year alongside SportsGrid CEO Jeremy Stein, one of the only men to have won two separate $1 million prizes. Each week, we'll select lucky subscribers to sweat with us, and split 50% of the profits. If there's no profits that week, no worries at all because your name's going to get tossed right back into the hat for the following week. So head on over to dailyrodo.com slash sweat and learn how to get in on the action and get in on your share of $25,000 in action. That's dailyrodo.com slash sweat. So uh, you know, I had uh, written the bullpen report piece for Rotographs Earlier today, Friday, and the the lead uh, that I wrote for it was, you know, essentially something along the lines of, you know, well, you know, there were some some uh, closers that got some saves, you know, that are, are worth noting. But the real action was sort of in, with the setup uh, relievers. And so there were some interesting things that happened there. So, you know, it is worth mentioning Wade Davis uh, got his first save in a while and his first save actually since his last big blow up a week ago. Uh, when he gave up the two home runs to the Dodgers. So Wade Davis looks like he's he's firmly back in that role. Uh Pedro Strope got yet another save for the Cubs. Uh, I mean it's unquestioned. I mean that was supposed to be and there's actually kind of a good cautionary tale here with the Cubs situation because Joe Madden said this was going to be a committee and he was going to mix and match and use people roles. And it's it's been Pedro Strope just straight up as the Cubs closer since Brandon Morrow went on the DL uh, over the all-star break. So uh, it's, it's probably I'm a little late to the party and uh, and announcing that. But, uh, you know, in case you did have any doubt or, or, you know, you had some kind of lingering worries about, you know, well, is he going to have to split saves? I mean, it's very clear that Pedro Stro- Strope has that closer's job and there's no uh, particular timetable yet for, for Brandon Morrow to return. Uh, Jose Leclerc looked good again and uh, he got another save. But Coda uh, Glover, I mean, that's probably the one that people were really, you know, waiting to see. Is uh, it was very clear that Kota Glover was going to get the next save situation for the Nationals. But how was that going to go? And uh, you know, he got the save and uh, was pretty much drama-free. Uh, not not hundred uh, percent drama-free. Uh, didn't you know? Didn't allow any runs. It was a five-four game, so he was working with a, a slim margin. Uh, but uh, did put uh, the runners on first and second. There's a Jose Martinez single, a Matt Carpenter walk, which you know a Matt Carpenter walk. outcomes you can actually have these days with facing Matt Carpenter? Uh, and by the way, just to, to just have a, a quick uh, diversion here from, from from some closer talk. Uh, Carpenter, of course, coming back after getting hit in the hand, didn't get a hit last night. Went 0 for 3, but he did walk twice. So uh, take a little break from the the power surge there. But uh, back to to Glover. So, you know, no complaints, right? A a fairly smooth ninth inning for Glover. Got his first save of the season. Uh, But I also wrote about Justin Miller in the piece because Miller pitched the seventh and the eighth, didn't give up a run, uh, didn't give up a hit either, just walked a batter. But uh, he's been very, very erratic of late. And uh, I, I just think between, I look. I don't know. I, should, I was going to say between you know, Glover being reliable, but actually, I don't think I want to go that far. I don't know what to expect from Coda Glover, but what I do know is that you know, I, Greg Holland still scares me. Just Miller, who was great.